Hi, everybody. I'm Larry Gassman. It is December 13, 2021, and we're in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room here. And it's just about 5.01 on the West Coast. And tonight we're going to be talking about Windows 11 with Jeff Bishop, who is the program manager for Microsoft, and is going to talk to us a lot about not only sounds, but some of the things that are new and are of special interest to us relating to Windows 10. So back he is again, once again, with us on Tech Talk. And Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Sure, Larry. Thank you, everyone, and uh, good evening. So tonight we're going to talk Windows 11 and uh, some of the things that are new in it. Let's start from the beginning, though, and uh, talk about who can get Windows 11, how do you obtain it, is it right for you, and uh, all of those kind of fun things. So um, Windows 11 was released, I believe, on October 5th, right? I think that's... uh, Yep, that's true. I think that's correct. Uh And uh, it was an interesting day for us. We had had an interesting little get-together at work, had a little party. Um, Lots of people... Lots of people really, really worked hard on um, this release, and uh, I was really proud to be uh, a part of the team uh, to to accomplish that. And uh, we'll talk about some of the features that are there. And um, if you're a part of the Windows Insider program, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that too, some of the exciting features that are now available after Windows 11 shipped, and who might want to participate in the Insider program, and um, what that process is all about. So we'll talk about that a little bit too. Well, who can get Windows 11? Well, in this version of Windows, um, the hardware requirements have changed a little bit. And really, I could go through and tell you all of the technical mumbo jumbo about, you know, you need this and you need that and all of that. But why? Um, I think the best thing for you to do is simply go Google for or Bing, whichever you wish, you know, what your tool of choice um, duck, duck, go, whatever your tool of choice is, uh, the PC health check app. And if you go to microsoft.com slash windows, you'll, you'll be able to, uh, find that as well. And if you run that on your windows 10 machine, then it will tell you if you are eligible. Uh, you also may find that if you go to, uh, windows, I, if you press the windows logo key, press plus the letter I, then you will, uh, enter uh, Windows settings and you can go down to update and security and look at your Windows updates. And if you tab around a little bit, you, if it's available to you, you'll see a button that offers it offers Windows 11 to you and you can download it. You have to opt in. It's not like Windows updates for Windows 10 that you'll just automatically get. You have to opt in. Um, should you install it? Well, if your hardware supports it and you are using pretty recent assistive technology like uh, NVDA, the latest release, or JAWS 2022, or even 2021, probably. 2022 is probably what I would recommend. Uh, then by all means, I think uh, it, it's a pretty safe release for you to, to jump on board with. There's going to be some differences. We're going to talk about them tonight. But overall, the things you've learned, the things that you've uh, come to know and love in Windows are almost the same, really. There's a few minor differences, some caveats and settings that we'll get to in just a minute. 
there's some changes in uh, the way that the file explorer works. We'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk a little bit about the taskbar and the system tray and and things that relate to that. There's a few changes that are that are important to know about here, and and uh, that's that's primarily it. Now there's a bunch of other things that are that are interesting in the settings that I think you might find interesting. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Of course, Edge is uh, Edge is uh, is constantly being improved and, and updated, but that's even true on Windows 10. So let's start with uh, what what are the noticeable changes that may not even be relevant to those of us who are blind uh, or visually impaired, or at least totally blind anyway. Uh, those of you that have some vision may appreciate this. Um, uh, the the look of Windows 11 is much different. It it has a it has a a more um, centered uh, start menu. It's got uh, you know rounded corners. It looks very modern. Looks very pretty. Um, one of the one of the key features that we really tried to do in Windows 11 was to was to try to bring a more calming type experience to Windows be less cluttered, get out of the way, allow you to truly just get your work done. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that too, about some of the features that, that comprise that. Uh, one of the things that we did do, and uh, I thought we should spend a little bit of time on this because honestly, even at the webinar we did that I did uh, just, a few, just a few weeks ago, we didn't cover this in detail and I thought it would be important to do that here is to cover... Um, one of the, one of the neatest changes that I really really like, and some people like them, some people do not. Um, I think I think that um, that that for me, they definitely are are lighter on the ears. Some of them are a little bit quiet, but uh, I think overall, I really really like them. And that's the new sound scheme. So uh, Windows has a light and dark mode theme, so you can either operate in dark mode or light mode, and each of them have a different set of sounds. So I thought I would go through them and play them. And I've amplified them a little bit uh, so that we can get them here and you can actually hear them a little more audibly here while we're on the Zoom call here. And we'll start with one of the top requests from customers, actually. We heard this a lot, which was, please bring back this. Well, or something like it, which is the Windows startup sound. So now when you boot up your machine, that's what you'll hear. The new Windows startup sound. And that sound is the same whether you're in light mode or dark mode. If you put a uh, window in the background, in um, now let me just start by saying this. The order that I will play the sounds in is the light mode sound followed by the dark mode sound, okay? I'm not going to continuously repeat that, so just assume that when I play them that the first one will be the light mode one and then the second one will be the dark mode one, okay? So this is the background window sound. This is light mode, okay? Kind of loud and bright, and this is the dark mode. It's not much of a difference there, really. See, if I play them back to back here, you'll hear, you can tell a little bit that, that the dark mode one is slightly quieter, okay? 
And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, so I can keep track of what I've played and what I haven't. I think I'm going to, <laughs> there's 13 of these things. So, okay. So foreground is this. That's light mode. And background or dark mode. See that one you can tell. See, if you play them back to back here, you can really hear the difference. Hear them together. Watch, light and dark. Can you tell? Larry, can you tell? Yes. Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah. So you can tell that the sounds in dark mode are quieter. Like you can think of, this is the, these are the ones you might want to play at nighttime. Here are the, the hardware fail sounds. You plug in something and the hardware doesn't work. <laughs> hmm. these, these are never sounds you want to probably hear but if you were to hear them <laughs> then this is a light mode one yeah this is that's not a good sound light mode and dark mode so a little bit different in the in uh intonation here a uh, little bit different kind of a sound so why did it only play one Oh, I love it when studio does that to me. Here we go. Why is it not playing the other one? <laughs> yeah, that's very strange. I will, I don't know why it's not playing them both. Because the it's time. an error. It's an error. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, it's a software yeah. failure. It's what it, that is. I blame it on studio is what I do. Windows hardware insert. You plug in something and it works. See, so a little quieter, a little softer, still the same kind of cadence and tone, just slightly different. Hardware removed. See, now that one's much different, right? That, that dark mode one, very, very quick and very short, much quieter. Message nudge. I don't know if this one's used much now. I uh, might be used in things like Teams or chat. We'll talk about chat. And this one. So slightly different. Notify calendar. I like this sound. And this is the dark mode. So a little, uh, not necessarily quieter, a little more full sounding in the dark one. Notify email. And this is the dark mode one. And I have these turned up um, pretty loud on the board here. So they're probably a little bit louder than you would normally hear them. You would probably hear something like this in reality here. Let me give you an example here. I'm going to turn the board down just a bit just to give you a sense of that. That's probably what you would kind of hear on your Windows machine. Um, although I'm not listening to Zoom outside of this. Uh, notif notify messaging is this one. And so a little bit different. System generic. And I'm not even sure. I need to check with the team on this where this is used. And then... User account control, so that, you know, UAC prompt you get when you want to make uh, updates to your machine, 
light mode, dark mode. So they tend to be shorter and quieter is, is, is uh, what tends to happen here. So those are the sounds. There's about 13 in total, 14 really, I think, if you include the startup sound. And uh, they'll take a little bit of getting used to, but some of them are somewhat familiar from Windows 10, just slightly different mixes to them. All right, let's now get into Narrator, and we'll talk a little bit about the the uh, start menu and the changes that are seen here. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. I'll turn on Narrator with Control plus Windows plus Enter. Starting Narrator. Is that too Settings loud Settings window. No, that's good. It down. That's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, things that are familiar. If I hit the uh, Windows key, start window, then you're search. in uh, start search window. And if I type Notepad, T, Notepad, App. Okay. Press right to switch preview. And if I press one it, of one level one, selected. And if I press enter on that, Untitled Notepad window, text yeah. editor. There you go. Editing. And I can I can type in Notepad and do it all the things that I need to do. So again. Launching applications, same way, no difference. Everything's the same. Windows M, Windows D, and Windows B, all the same things. Uh, no changes there. We'll talk about the difference in the taskbar and, and the notification area and all of that. But the commands themselves do exactly the same thing. So let's go back to the start menu. Start. And we're now in the start menu. And I'm going to actually turn. Not a narrative. Oh, oh, hold on a second here. What am I doing? Here? Untitled. Narrator will quit job. There we go. Okay. I got two screen readers going, which never works well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to press the Windows key. Start window. There we go. Search. And search box. We're going to tab and show you the differences here in the layout of the start menu. So let's press tab. Pinned. Microsoft Edge. One of 28. So these are pinned applications on the start menu. And you can pin and unpin things by simply moving to them. And then, for example, th these are 28 items that are in my pinned list. And I actually left some of these that Windows put here by default because uh, I, I wanted to be able to show you that I can actually unpin things. So I'm going to move down with a uh, down arrow key. And, and actually, there's going to be a difference. Watch what happens. Microsoft Store, 7 of 28. And you say, wait, we were on number one. I'm going to go back. Microsoft Edge, 1 of 28. 1 of 28. But I, but I went down arrow. Why did I jump six? What happened? Literally, what happened? They're, they're not on the list. They're, they're not in columns. the list, are they? No. What are they in? They're like they're in, in columns. A, they're, yeah, in they're grid. in a grid. Right? So when you're, in, when you're in here, you want to use the left and right arrow keys. You may think that you know, if you're not paying attention to the N of M uh, information that you're hearing from your screen reader about what application you're on in the list, then you may not have known this. So if you're trying to find an application in your pin list and you're just using up and down arrow, it's possible that it's further in in the grid. So you simply want to use your left and right arrow keys. And you can always, always use up and down as well. That will jump you by row. So let's move to the right. Word, 2 of 28. There we go. Excel, 3 of 28. PowerPoint, 4 of 28. Okay. Mail, 5 of 28. Calendar, 6 of 28. Microsoft Store, 7 of 28. Photos, 8 of 28. So I want to get to WhatsApp. Settings, Office, Solid here, 11. Clipchamp, 12 of 20. WhatsApp, 
There's WhatsApp. 13 of 28. Can you and use first letter navigation, by the way? Will that work? Let's see. Microsoft here. Store, WhatsApp. Yep, it does. Of 28. So you can press W and jump directly to it as well. So, but I want to unpin this because honestly, actually, I want to remove it, but we'll tackle that in a minute. Let's find something else because I actually don't want to show uninstalling as well here. Microsoft to do um, Xbox 15 of 28 prime video 16 of 28 here's prime video pop up window unpin from start so I'm going item I'm going to unpin what I did there was I pressed shift F10 which brought up the context menu and then I'm using the arrow keys uninstall and I can menu item I can either three, three. Uninstall, Alert has left the meeting or unpin so if I move back up with the up arrow key unpin from start menu item two of three or if i move down again uninstall menu item three of three there we go so in this case i'm going to go ahead and uh actually uh go ahead and remove this from the start menu unpin from start menu item start window there it's now gone TikTok, 16 of 27 and TikTok is on here now it's 16 of 27 so i want to remove this too so i'll shift f10 again Pop-up window, move to top, unpin from start, menu item, start window. There we go, and it's gone. So you can do this. You can you can go ahead and, and pin things to your start menu. If you go into your all list, you can do that. You can then uh, come in here and move things around too and all of that um, and organize it as you see fit. So this is the pinned area of start, and um, some people find this really, really helpful. So we'll press tab. All apps button, show all my apps and websites. Alert Patricia Lapop. Okay, so now we're in the all apps list. If I press the uh, space bar on this. All apps. And now I can arrow through the list. One password, one of three. Three D viewer, two of three. See, and there's all the there's all my apps. I won't go through all of them. I have tons of them in here. But this is where you can go through your entire list of all of your applications on your machine. So you can get access, access to that very, very quickly. Mackie control panel. And you can hit first letter navigation. So I, hit, I just hit M and it jumped me to my Mackie control panel for my mixer. Uh, I, can, I can do that with E. Cap E, Edge Sharp folder. There's an Edge Sharp folder. Yeah, I still have Edge Sharp on here. Jamal will be happy with me. Okay, so I will hit uh, <laughs> those of you who know about Edge Sharp. Okay, let's hit tab. Back button. Oh, I need to get out of the all list. Untitled. Okay. Note. So I'm going to go back to the start menu. Search window. Search box. And I'm going to hit tab a couple times here. Type here to search. Start window. All apps. Button. Show all my apps and websites. Recommended. Forever.mp3 40 minutes ago. Seek. Now, this is a list of, of recommended files that you have opened recently. And I won't go through here's a, who, who knows what I've opened recently. So we probably won't go through here, but uh, forever, nothing, nothing too scary. Probably. Here's an all too common sound. Um, so these are just things I was playing around with and, and for uh, just this, just this afternoon. Uh, but you'll, you'll find if, if you open up uh, files frequently, they'll appear in the recommended list. If you go into taskbar settings, you can enable and dis- disable some of these things as well. I'm not going to show that here today, but you can go in and personalize um, your your settings in that way. We'll probably actually run by that in just a minute when I show you things about the, the notification area. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about the, the uh, taskbar or the notif- 
uh, notification area or the system tray, depending upon how you want to refer to it here. I'm going to press Windows B. Taskbar pane, notification chevron button. All right, we're on the uh, notification area, and really it acts just like it normally would here. Um, I'm going to use the right arrow key. User promoted notification area, Dropbox 136.4.4345 up to date. Button. Good. Dropbox is up to date. That's good. But I'm going to move quickly over here to the right, and I will then get narrated. To show desktop button. Show desktop here. button. So now we're in the area where we have um, icons where you can do things like change your volume, um, go directly to the desktop. System clock button uh, 521 p.m. Look at your, your clock. System volume state button headphones. Syst High definition audio device. System volume. System network state button bishop link internet access. And your uh, network status and your microphone and all of these things. So, uh, and on some systems, for example, if you're on a laptop, that has a battery in it, then there will be a power icon down here. So things like power, system network, system volume, system volume, system clock button. Uh, those types of things are going to, to uh, direct you into the same place within Windows itself, and that is quick settings. So system if I were to system network state, simply go to the network here and press the space bar on this, all three of these do exactly the same thing. So whether you're on your privacy button apps using your microphone um, system networks whether you're on network and in this case on this machine system volume or on system volume system clock button i think system clock takes you to a different Noti notifications yeah that's going to take you to a different location here task but uh on, on a laptop you'll get three of them that being your power state your network and your volume on this machine you're only going to get two tasks so let's go back and they take you to the same place and i'll show you that here in just a second system System volume state button so we're headphones. Gonna, we're going to press the space bar on this. Alert Tom Jones has left the meeting. Control center. Wi-Fi button on. And we're now in the quick settings area. And sometimes it's referred to as the control center. And in here, this is really intended for you to very easily, quickly and easily change Alert, specific settings that are on your device. Uh, in this case, you can change your, your Wi-Fi settings. This machine actually has a wireless network in it. Night in it. Wi-Fi. Um, nightlight button. You can change your nightlight. Uh, if you if you have one. Bluetooth. You button. can turn Bluetooth on and off. Focus assist. Uh, you can go into focus assist. We'll talk about Bluetooth. that in just a minute. Airplane mode button. You can turn off. airplane mode Three on, which is very interesting to have on a desktop, but uh, it's kind of an odd accessibility thing. Accessibility button. You can go into accessibility. We'll talk about that Airpl in just a minute. Nightlight button. And mute. Button. Then you can one of one. You can do things like mute your sound card volume slider. You can fifty percent change your volume of your sound card. I'm not doing that right now because that will blow out my ears and my headphones. So we will leave that alone. Alert Tom Jones head. <laughs> manage audio devices. Okay, you button. can manage your audio devices di directly here from Quick Settings. Footer, edit Quick Settings button. And then you can edit the Quick Settings. All settings button and you can go into all settings which takes you directly into windows settings itself. night light okay edit quick if you go into edit quick settings then you can go here so i'm going to press spacebar on edit wi-fi unpin button okay one of six and you can see night light unpin the things that are here why bluetooth uh, airplane mode uh, night light on focus accessibility okay those are the things that are in here if you want to add more to them Done editing quick settings. So you bar there's button. A, there's a done button two. here. 
add quick settings, app bar button, two of two. So there's an add quick settings button. If I press the space bar on this. Pop up window, cast, menu item, one of five. So there's five additional items that you can add here. So you can add cast. Keyboard layout, menu item, two of five. Keyboard layout. Mobile hotspot, menu item, three of five. Mobile hotspot. Nearby sharing, menu item. Nearby sharing. And actually, I'm going to probably turn that on. Project, menu item, and five of five. Project. So let's nearby go, go sharing. Up here. Menu we'll item. Add nearby sharing on. Added nearby sharing. Control there. center window. Add quick settings, app bar button. So now nearby sharing is enabled and that also now appears on the quick settings. So if you don't want some of these things that are already here, for example, you may not care about nightlight or your Wi-Fi settings or in, you know those types of things, then you can actually remove them. Done. Accessibility so on let's come focuses here. Nightlight unpin button and four of seven. So if I add quick setting, if I nightlight don't unpin want this button, for and I can airplane nightlight. There we go. Nightlight. If I want to remove that, I can simply remove it. Remove nightlight. Focus assist. I done that. Did that by simply pressing the space bar on it, and it told told me that it removed it. I don't think I would ever use the nightlight feature on this machine. Airplane so, mode unpin button three of six. And I don't think I would use airplane mode either. So I'm gonna remove that. Removed airplane mode. Focus assist unpin. Bluetooth unpin. Wi-Fi unpin. But and I'm connected via an ethernet cable so i probably can remove this as well removed wi-fi bluetooth unpin button one of four i want to keep bluetooth because i often want to connect something that's bluetooth to my desktop machine like headphones and things of that nature so i think we've got this configured the way that i want it done editing quick settings app bar button i press the tab key and that took me to the done button if i press the space bar on this bluetooth button on not connected one of four. Okay. So now we only have four things listed here, which is exactly what I wanted here. All right. So now there's a change in Windows 11 having to do with the notification area. In other words, the area where all of your icons would live, things like Dropbox and OneDrive and all kinds of things like that. And um, it used to be that we offered a, a simple checkbox to, to do this. And now there's a little bit different process to do this, and I want to show it to you. So let's go into Windows settings, and we'll go into performance and into taskbar, and then we'll go from there. So I'm going to press Windows plus I. Settings window, search box, find a setting, edit, find a setting. Now this is actually going to show, demonstrate a couple of things here. There's some new things here in settings. So I'm going to press tab. System. One of 11 level one selected. So this looks pretty similar to what you're used to already, but let's now down arrow here. Bluetooth and network and internet personalization apps, five accounts, uh, gaming, I think it's personalization, 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 personalization. So I pressed enter Four on of 11 that. level one selected. And now personalization breadcrumb bar item heading level one, one of one. So I press tab and you'll see we now have breadcrumbs. So you know exactly where you are at. Windows, light, one images, one of six. Okay. Captured motion. Win uh, personalization. Uh, personalization uh, apps, accounts, time and length, gaming, access, privacy, windows, windows update. 11, game, time and accounts, personalization. 
Why is this Windows, showing light, directly for me? One Images, Alert Jerry Hogan, U.S. Veteran, Jeff Bishop, Back, Background, Why? Windows, Back, okay. Colors, Themes, Lock Screen, Touch Keyboard, Start, Taskbar. There we go. Seven of nine. So we're now in the Taskbar personalization task bar, area task here. Taskbar Items, Show All and Settings, Button, Expanded. So you heard it say, show all settings expanded. So this is something new in Windows 11 where you can expand and collapse specific things and you can use the escape key to collapse certain areas. And I'll show that to you as we go through here. So I'll tab. Search, toggle, task view, toggle switch, on. Widgets, toggle switch, on. Widgets is new in Windows 11. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but you can actually turn these off. These are, this is where I said you could actually turn things on and off. Chat, toggle switch, on. Chat is new in Windows 11. We'll talk about that. Taskbar corner icons. Show all settings. Button. Expanded. So then we'll tab again. Pen menu. One of three. Pen menu. Toggle switch. Off. Taskbar corner overflow. Show all settings. Button. Collapsed. And that's what you want to go to here to be able to add icons to your notification area. Let's do that again. Taskbar corner overflow. Show all settings button collapsed and it's collapsed so we're going to press the space bar on this space show all settings button expanded and now you can tab into this list dropbox one of 27 so i have 27 things in my list now you you uh say well wow that's a lot and that would be a very very cluttered system tray and that's one of the reasons why that checkbox was was sort of you know removed because they want they wanted people to really think about, you know, having a, a much calmer looking desktop and, and system tray to, to make sure that they're not getting, um, well, they just wanted to have a, a more calm user experience for users. Okay. Now, I understand that we as, as screen reader users might use this differently than say sighted people do. So for us, there could be a, a, different, a different reason here. So there's 27 of these things in here. And for example, if I were to tab Dropbox, toggle switch on, it's already on. Okay. And I actually have a bunch of these things already on. I don't Dropbox. I'm not sure if I have Microsoft OneDrive, two of 27. Microsoft OneDrive, toggle switch on. Yep. So I think I have most of these things on. So you can simply then move to the one that you want to the end list tab to the on off toggle button and toggle it on or off. So again, if I come back here, one drive, Intel driver and support assistant tray, three of 27 power automate desktop, Microsoft power automate desktop, screen reader, update notifier, zoom meetings, eight USB audio class driver, USB network time synchronizer. So I have a bunch of stuff in here, everything windows security, no windows explorer, one password for Windows Desktop, Google Drive, iCloud for Windows, Microsoft Teams. So no. I, I have a bunch of things in here and Microsoft most of them. Teams, toggle switch off. Right. So this one is off. So I want that on. So I'm going to press the space bar. Space, space bar. Microsoft Teams, toggle switch on. So now it's on. So now it will appear in the notification area. So uh, that's how you do that. Uh, if you if you're missing something in your system tray and you want it there, then by all means come back here and uh, and and actually make sure that this is checked to an on state. 
Okay, so now I told you about that escape key. If I press the escape key, show all settings button collapsed. See, I've now collapsed that taskbar behaviors, show all settings button, and it's collapsed, collapsed. all of that for Link, me. Get help. Okay, Ta so pen menu, toggle switch um, off. You can quickly get out of an area if, it, if you've expanded it. Taskbar corner overflow, show all settings button collapsed. See, it's collapsed now. So you can do that. Uh, let's see. Let's talk a little bit more about settings. I'm going to go into um, narrator settings, which is now under uh, accessibility settings. We renamed that to accessibility as opposed to ease of access. And if you were to uh, go into uh, narrator settings with control windows N. Settings with narrator toggle switch on. There we go. And narrator is now on. I'm going to shift tab. Accessibility breadcrumb bar item heading level one one of two okay so you can tell that we're here in accessibility accessibility nine of eleven level one selected okay privacy and and then access you can go to other areas now you're in the list of other uh options here so i can move up and down gaming gaming Access accessibility privacy and security privacy and security windows update windows update accessible etc so i'm going to go back to accessibility accessibility breadcrumb bar item narrator toggle switch on now we're in narrator settings and i want to again show this concept of of uh of how narrator settings and how settings in general looks and acts so narrator supports braille displays so let's move to the section related to braille now i can do this a number of ways with narrator and the quickest way probably is going to be to uh simply use narrator find so i'll turn scan mode on scan and do a narrator control f narrator find and type braille braille heading level two and i'm at i'm in braille now so if i were to tab use a braille display with narrator more button and there's a more button so if i press the space bar on more use a braille display with narrator turn on braille toggle switch off so i'll turn on braille space turn on braille toggle switch on braille displays add a braille display button so i'm now able to add a braille display and i can go through all the settings here of, of doing that input language english input table type output language output table type combo okay. box and collapsed. if i want to get out of get out of this i can either close the window or i can go back to the back button uh number of number of ways to do that but th there are more buttons. There are expand collapse buttons. More buttons tend to take you into a, a, Return a on third Braille, window. Accessibility, breadcrumb bar item, accessibility. Let's see here. In, out, output table, um, notification, display the link cursor on Braille display. Link, link, give feedback, back button. So if I go to the back button here. Space, narrator, narrator, toggle switch on. And that takes you out, out of the Braille dialog and back into the narrator Braille settings. Okay. So, uh, so settings looks and feels pretty similar, except that we now have expand collapse buttons. Things are uh, slightly more organized and um, people generally uh, find them to be very, very useful uh, and, uh, and, and actionable. So um, good stuff. Let's talk about Windows Explorer. And I think that the way that we're going to do this is we're going to go Run. ahead and open up the Open up some Windows C Explorer here with C um, backslash tech going recycle to my C drive here. 
And remember, we used to have the ribbon in uh, in Windows 10 for File Explorer. Well, now we have a command bar. So if I simply press the Alt key, Exit Table, New App Bar button collapsed. Okay, one of four. And right, so now it's just a command bar. More App Bar and new. you can you know you can move around in it and and do all the More things that you need to do. New App um, Bar button. So in, this, so in this case, nothing four. is nothing is highlighted. So if I pressed enter here, pop up window, then folder, I can create a new folder, uh, you know, these types of things. But it's, it's, it's a basic command bar. It, new. it looks and feels similar to what you're used to. It may take a little bit of, of getting used to because it is a little bit Items, different. Documents. If I highlight a folder. Exit table. New. App cut. App bar button. And I'm now moving across the command bar with just the right arrow key. Copy. App bar, but more app bar button. And then there's a more button. So we, they, we try to limit the actions that are on here to the most common things that you would do, but Cut. provide all the options that you would need New. to be able to do something quickly and easily. Cut. You can, you can Alert use the um, short keys that you're used to control shift E to create a folder or control shift is I, e. I'm thinking of outlook control shift N. Cap new folder. Yeah. Control shift N. Oh, I'm going to have a new folder folder now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all the, all of those hotkeys, uh, will, will work just fine. Um, and, uh, it doesn't really feel that much different, really, honestly, it doesn't. So you shouldn't be too alarmed about, um, file explorer. There's a, uh, we're not going to demonstrate it here t- tonight, but, um, windows 11 ships with, uh, Microsoft chat. Uh, it's, uh, if, if you're used to Microsoft teams, then you'll feel a little bit at home here. This is the. Um, Teams for Life consumer client that is meant for uh, people at home and families and, um, you know, that type of a thing. It's meant for communicating with friends and family. Uh, you can you can make calls and you can uh, do all the things that you would normally do in Teams. It's quite flexible. So if you're used to it, then then by all means, uh, have at it. You need to have a, uh, a Microsoft account to be able to sign into that. And then you can you can do all of that calls and chat and and uh all those great things uh set up shared calendars and all kinds of cool things uh let's see what am i missing from the the chat oh let's talk about the new hotkeys because we we talked a little bit about the the quick settings area which is done with windows a control control center bluetooth button and uh that's new because uh, yeah, that used to strictly just be the action center. So this is just quick settings now. So Windows plus A is, is the quick settings area. Hold on one second. And again, you're just going to find quick settings here. Your notifications have moved somewhere else, and I'll show that to you in just a minute. Um, but that's all that's here. So Windows A, real quick and easy, be able to change your your, your quick settings and, and get in and out so that you can be really efficient. If you uh, want to get to your notifications, we made that very easily uh, done with Windows plus N as in Windows plus notifications. Notif- notifications from Microsoft Edge group, one of two level one. And we default you into your list of notifications. So uh, this looks and acts and feels just like it did before. Flash sale live deciduous tree. Notifications from Intel driver and support assistant. I have updates from this machine, which I need to go obtain. So we'll do that after this is done. But uh, so this looks and feels exactly the way that that you uh, would be used to. 
you can you once you're highlighted one of these things notification like, notifications um, from intel driver and support assistant group then collapsed you, you can two of two level one you can tab settings for intel driver and support assistant button and you can change the settings for this specific application or if you want you can clear the uh, notifications for this specific app i'm not going to do that right now because i want to actually act on these later but you can tab clear all notifications for intel driver and support assistant button and you can clear those notifications there's two more things inside of the the notification window and one of them is a calendar so you can come here and tab into the calendar monday december 13th button so if you need to quickly look at dates on the calendar expand calendar then by all button. means uh, you can do that clear all notifications um, clear all button if you keep tabbing you can clear all your notifications that are contained in the notification center if you wish to do that uh, there's an expand calendar button here you can move with your arrow keys around in the calendar uh, and uh, and get all of that feedback there's one other thing here, which is uh, something I think some of you might be, find very useful, especially if you're doing presentations and the like. Focus Assist Settings button. And that's Focus Assist. This allows you to quickly uh, put your device in the equivalent of what you might do on your iPhone of Do Not Disturb, where you're not going to get any notifications from you know, Outlook or, or um, Edge or any other application you're going to be focused on what you're doing, whether you're working in a Word document or you're on the web or you're watching a presentation, whatever the case may be. You can, you can go here and define that and you can set the period of time that you want for, for uh, that focus mode and uh, then all of that will, will be good to, to do if you're wanting to uh, you know, not be disturbed. Okay, so that's Windows N for notifications, Windows plus A for quick settings. Uh, that's definitely new. Uh, Windows W is for widgets. Items. This is, uh, this is something where uh, we have a number of widgets, things like the weather and news and all kinds of things that, that are available um, inside of Windows 11. You get to that with Windows W. And uh, Windows C is for Microsoft Chat. Uh, so you can press Windows C and get into uh, that chat client. If you have the commercial version of Teams and, uh, the, of course, this client installed on Windows 11, then you'll actually have two versions of Teams installed, and that can be a little bit confusing. So when you are typing in Teams and you down arrow, you want to make sure that if you're wanting the one for your business or school, you want to arrow to the one that says Teams for work and school. All right. Well, I think, let's see. 5.44. Yeah, we got about 16 minutes left. And I definitely wanted to leave time for questions because I'm sure there's plenty of them. Uh, we wanted to just skim the surface and we'll come back and give you updates. Oh, let's talk about what's new in the Insider program real quick first. Uh, you know, we're, we're constantly working on, on, on Windows. Windows is a, an evolving product. And it's, uh, it's it, I mean, that's been true for for a long long time right i mean windows 7 windows 8 windows 10 now windows 11 right it's it's a constant uh heartbeat and we're always listening to customers and and we love your feedback so please provide that i'll tell you how to do that too in just a minute and as part of that you could join the windows insider program you do that uh either in windows 11 or in windows 10 it doesn't matter um i would go ahead and update to windows 11 and then join us in the insider program 
If you press Windows plus I, you can go to Windows Update from the Windows settings, and then you can uh, expand the area that talks about the Insider program and sign in to that and uh, join uh, the what we call the ring that we best suit you. So there's a beta ring and there's a dev ring. If you're uh, someone who has an extra machine and there's no risk, meaning it's not your primary device, then join us on the dev ring because that's where all the exciting things uh, are happening. Last week, we announced voice access. That's right, controlling your computer with your voice. It's been tremendously exciting to see that come into the market. Uh, there are uh, been a bunch of narrator edge improvements just recently as well. So we're improving the, the browsing experience on the web, um, making it faster, more efficient, um, correcting a, a, a number of, of, of issues that we've seen on, on the web as well. So really trying to uh, you know make that a much better experience. Um, one, one of the things that we... we top asks that we got was, you know, when we, when we deleted or backspaced in, in, uh, mainly in delete, actually, we would speak, uh, the wrong character after, after performing that. And that's, that's been, that's been corrected. That's been something that our advisory board has been wanting for quite some time. And we just released that, uh, just a few weeks ago. So, um, lots of very, very cool things here. So, and, and there's, um, just, you know, can't talk about things that are not already out on the insider blog, but I'll just tell you, that uh you know if you want to join us there uh i would i would highly encourage it i think it's uh it's it's great to be providing feedback as part of that process to ensure that we're you know both shipping with quality and also uh, getting your feedback on things that might come to windows in the future all right uh i think that's gonna wrap me up for now unless someone has a quite you know questions for now so let's go ahead and larry open it up for questions yeah okay alert lloyd green has joined the meeting go ahead ron we have Exiting two narrator okay looks like uh mitchell's the first person hey mitchell hey jeff thanks yep hey uh, um, my computer it has a secure boot feature the chip they want my processor is one below the one they want yeah would you recommend if I wipe this thing, get an 11 ISO and put it in that way? You know, I'm not going to make a hardware recommendation here, uh, especially, uh, you know, me working at Microsoft and all of that. Um, what, what, what I would recommend to you is um, Windows 10 is going to be supported until, what, 2025, I believe it is. So I think, you know, you would, you would be okay keeping on Windows 10 for a little bit. If, uh, if you chose to, um, you know, if the PC Health Check app is not telling you it's a supported device, then I would I would be a little hesitant to to do that. So again, uh, to provide feedback to us, you can do that a number of ways. You can call the Disability Answer Desk at one eight hundred nine three six fifty nine hundred. That's one eight hundred nine three six five nine zero zero. Or you can use the Feedback Hub, and you can do that by pressing the Windows logo key on your keyboard, holding that down, and pressing the letter F for feedback. That will guide you through a wizard where you will be asked a series of questions, the title of your issue, uh, a description. Uh, we'll, you'll be asked to categorize the issue. So uh, you'll be asked a main category and a subcategory of the issue. Uh, it will collect some uh, diagnostics from your machine uh, and potentially a screenshot. Yeah, hold on one second, Bobby. And then um, 
that will get uh, sent off to you, sent off to us uh, to review. And we review triage uh, quite frequently throughout the week. We look at every single customer issue that comes in and uh, assess it and figure out what we need to do with that, whether it belongs on our team or belongs on a different team and, and make sure that we get uh, your issue routed to the right team at Microsoft to be able to address your, your concerns. And we take it very, very, very seriously. And we really thrive on that level of feedback. It's actually something that we, we truly appreciate hearing from our customers. So don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Um, constructive feedback is just awesome. Really, we'll take feedback in any flavor, to be honest. Um, love it. Absolutely love it uh, when we hear from our customers. So, yes, Bobby. Okay, this is my thing. Um, can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. Edge is my default browser. I love Microsoft Edge. But okay. what's really annoying is no other browser does this. When I launch Edge and start going to web pages, it says loading complete, loading yeah. complete every time or, or start loading or whatever it says. Yeah. And um, it's really annoying. Like, is there anything that you or your company could do to stop it from doing that? Or is this something permanent? Well, so um, I, I don't work on the Edge team, so I can't really speak uh, about that specifically. But what I would encourage you to do is on the uh, <clears throat> bar of Edge, there is a feedback button. And uh, if you, if you uh, move to that and press the space bar on it or press enter on it, you'll be uh, taken to a web page where you can fill out a form and it gets submitted to us and the Edge team gets those directly. And uh, I, again would just tell you that feed, feedback is critically important yeah. to, to make change. Um, yeah, so, so definitely provide Microsoft uh, that feedback, especially the edge team. And uh, that would be the best advice that I can give you at this point on that specific topic. One of the things that's tough to do, I especially, especially I'm sure for a company is is because you're dealing with all kinds of people with all kinds of user abilities. That's exactly right. And and some people don't want extra prompts. They don't want to be called. They right. know but what some they're people doing. Do. Some do. But some do. That's so how right. do you do that? How do you you got to cut? It's yeah. you don't want the lowest common denominator, but yeah. you do want to be able to at least satisfy the bulk of the people. That's right. That's right. And uh, so this is uh, this is where we have to really kind of. We, we, we try to ship with the, the defaults that we feel are hitting, you know, the, the right mix. And uh, I don't work on that team. So um, I, what my advice, you know, really goes back to, you know, getting that feedback to them is really important for them to be able to understand the impact of specific features or, or how you're feeling about specific things. Um, doing that will, will definitely... Uh, let them know of, of your concern. Absolutely. Any other questions? Yep, we do. Okay, looks like Carla. Hello, Carla. Hey, I'm, I'm really enjoying this uh, this presentation, finding it fascinating. One question that I was a little confused about um, is when you were pinning and uninstalling apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what, what I want to know is when you unpin them, 
and and or install them where do they go and especially if you install them do, can you ever get them back or are they gone for good and when you unpin them where do they go i know that sounds silly but i'm a little unclear no that's that. fine so, so so when you unpin something it basically just unpins it from that list of pinned applications so you can think of like a the pinned area as your favorite applications that you com- that you commonly use, right? So if you're not using an application that often, you might want to remove it from the pinned area so that you never see it, right? Um, and if you really don't want to have it on your computer, then you can uninstall it. And depending upon where you install it from, so if you install it from the Windows Store or if you install it from an application on the web or you know wherever, then you can go back and, and get it, the application and reinstall it. Uninstalling removes it from the device. Unpinning simply does not remove it from the device, but removes it from the pinned list. Does that make it a little clearer for you? Yes, but when you un- un- unpin it, I guess I'm trying to think. Um, where when does you unpin it-, it, it's still in your all applications list. So if you okay, really so wanted it, then you, you could go get it. Yeah, so if you didn't need it for a while, but all of a sudden you said, gee, I miss it. I need it back. You can just go in and pin it again, right? You could pin it or you could simply search for it from the start menu, or you can go to the all list and expand that and then arrow down to it or use first another navigation and navigate to it. Oh, okay. Cause I I was, I didn't quite follow that. No, I'm sorry if I didn't explain that very clearly. No, it's just, this is confusing stuff. No, I understand. No, yeah. yeah. And this recommended section um, is kind of interesting too. Uh, you know, it, it sort of kind of figures out what, what things to put there. And uh, so, yeah. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, Carla. Hey, this is, this is Alan. I, I, I'd like to make a comment too. Sure, I, Al. I, I, I just want to reiterate what you say about Microsoft. Microsoft listens and people write in when you've got feedback about something, whether it's a Microsoft app, or any of your apps, if, if the thing's not doing what you need it to do, you can't blame anybody if you don't let folks know. And I, I want to say, I started using the Outlook for iOS app, oh, you know, a couple of years back when when Apple messed up the uh, the native mail app, it was jumping all over the place. I started using the Outlook app, and there's a feedback button right in the app itself. And those mm-hmm. people, they answer, and they listen. And, and Jeff's not just you know, state in the party line. I mean, they, they really do listen. So, no, you, you right. know, and, you know, I say kudos to Microsoft for, for doing their best and listening to folks. And it's up to us to, to let them know when we have issues so they can get to work on it. Cause they're, they're trying hard. So yeah, thanks. Thank you, Al. You know, I, and, and I don't say this because I work for the company. I, I, right. uh, you know, it, I, Every day that I go to work and, and, and work on, on my team, I'm constantly working. In fact, that's, that was even true today. I met with three different product teams today mm-hmm. uh, that, that are not even part of our group to talk about accessibility and trying to improve products and things of that nature. Right. And I, the, the passion around accessibility and the culture around accessibility uh, and the leadership around all of that is so committed. And, and not only not, not only that, they're, they're deeply committed to making sure they're listening to you, the customer, and making sure that we're, we're innovating in areas that are important to you. So right. Right. Uh, it's very, very true. Thank you, Al, very, very much yeah. for that comment. Yeah. That's wonderful. Sure. So we have two hands left, so we'll take these fairly quickly if we can so we can get everybody sure. in. I can, I can go over a little bit too if we need. Okay. Okay, Travis is next. 
Hello, Travis. Well, hey, so speaking of Microsoft products, I have the Outlook app on my phone and iPad, and I'll tell you what, I sure love using it. It's great, isn't it? I love that app. It really is. What's your favorite feature, Travis? Like favorite feature in terms of like uh, what? Uh, Of of the Outlook app. What is your favorite feature? I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours. What is your favorite um, I like um, how... I, I like using the email feature because you know it's easy to get the, uh, to e- you know to your email, like especially mm-hmm. in the focus inbox, so you, you, the key stuff comes right up. Yes, yeah, that's great, isn't and it? And I like how the, yes, and I like how the other stuff is, um, you know, that you can save for later in the other inbox. And the cool thing is, it's easy to reply to an email. That's one yeah. thing I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And the send button, it's like really close before yeah. the message body on the right side. Right, and it's easy to delete messages. Yeah. My favorite feature, my favorite feature is the calendar. I think the, Uh uh, I think the approach of the calendar in the Outlook app is amazingly great. And then for those of you that are sports fans or television fans that like to be able to track things on TV or your sports schedules, like, uh, basketball teams or football or baseball or whatever, right. Mm -hmm. You can subscribe to calendars of all of those activities and get them right inside your calendar, right from the Outlook app. So for, exa- so-, so for example, Wednesday night, there's an Arizona Wildcat basketball game and they're number six in the country this week, by the way, just letting people know they're number six. See, that's important. Okay. To- that's good to know. Uh, there yeah, is one right. thing I want to mention to you. <laughs> um, there is one thing I would like to mention on Outlook though. Yeah. Um, every day I always, I try to empty the trash folder of my email. Okay. You know, stuff that you delete. It would be neat if you, if it would just, if there was just an um, an icon that you could tap on where it can delete all the messages in the trash folder at once because otherwise okay. you end up going one by one. Sure, sure. Great feedback. There's a feedback button inside of the Outlook app. I would use it and let them know that. That's uh, That Good would be know. a great piece of feedback. Okay. Thanks, yes. Travis. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's mm-hmm. using his phone. I mean, because you can select all and just dump them all at once, can't you? Maybe you, you can't do that uh, on I the phone. I think there's a select all. Uh, there is on your PC. There I is, but I don't yeah, know if there I is have to grab phone. my phone and check. Yeah, that. I don't know if that's it. I think if you double tap and hold, I don't forget if there's a. I'll, I'll I'll look while we're talking. Okay, I'll look right now. We got one more hand. Okay, that's fine. I'll look okay. while we're okay. talking to this other person here. I can do that. I can multitask. I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Nikki is next. Yeah, hey, I Nikki. can multitask too. Hi. So hey, how's it going? Want, I just want to thank all of you. I'm fine, and I hope you're doing well too. I'm getting over a cold, but other than that, uh, how I do you feel better? Ever going to get? I don't think I'm ever going to get my voice back. Oh, I was fine. I just was doing a lot of coughing. Um, but I just want to thank the whole crew for these tech talks because they're really wonderful, and it's because of all of you and people who support what's going on that things are changing, and especially when. For example, you pay attention to people's concerns and you're in a position to be able to do something about it. And I think that that's really, really important. And I just want to thank you all very, very much because these programs are invaluable. And I get to as many of them as I can. And if I don't get here, I listen to the podcast. So thank you you again very, very much. Excellent. Thank you. Appreciate that. By the way, yes, if I double tap and hold on a message, which then selects it, then the select all button appears. And I can double tap on that. That will select all the messages in a given folder. And then I can take an action on them like delete. So Travis, I think we've uh, met that goal for you, sir. So you can reach me. uh, Probably the best way to reach me, honestly, is through Twitter. 
if you're on Twitter, you can uh, tweet me at Jeff Bishop, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P. Um, if you have if you have feedback specific to uh, Narrator or Windows in general, I would actually prefer that you file it through the feedback hub. There's a number of reasons for this. It, it's get, it gets tracked internally uh, as opposed to just you emailing my personal email at work. Um, and uh, if, if, there's a, if there's an issue uh, and, and we need to reach out to you once you submit feedback, we can definitely do that. We have ways of accomplishing that. So um, don't be uh, afraid of that. So that would be the two ways that I would encourage you to, to do that. And then if, you, um, if it's not work-related, and I stress that, if it's not work-related, because <laughs> uh, I tend not to handle work-related things uh, on my personal email for a number of reasons, um, then you can email me at jeff at jeffbishop.com. But again, I, I would prefer that that strictly be used for personal contacts or any other non-Microsoft-related tech questions. Um, an occasional Microsoft one would be fine, but, but that would not be my preferred method to handle, uh, you know, anything that you would want to see in product or, um, anything that relates to what I do during the week. I try to keep that separated. So, all right. Any other hands? hands. Yeah. It looks like, looks like David has his hand up. Okay. I'll take him. Okay. David. Hi, Jeff. David Kingsbury. How are you? Good. Hey, how you doing, man? I hear you're writing a new book. I uh, hope to be out in January or so. Really? Say. Okay, yes. so you got to tell us. What is it? What is it? Uh, it is a comprehensive look at um, um, using uh, Windows with the three screen readers. So that's the whole Office suite and web browsing and a few other things. So oh, interesting. Be on okay. the lookout one, for an email from me. Be on the lookout for an email on from me and we'll get you on. If you, uh, if, if you need some help, uh, or any questions on on uh, narrator, or want to, you know, have us uh, take a look at that to help you with that. That would be fine. Um, okay. If that would be useful I, to you, if not, that's fine too. That's that, okay. either, that's totally up to you. Um, I, ha- I do that. I'm happy to help you if you have any questions. Basically, okay. what I'm telling Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, I, um, two things. One on the on the positive side, I think you at I think on a tech talk it was about a year ago. You mentioned. Um, Outlook, the app on the iPhone. I yes. thought I'd try it out, and I've been Love using it. it ever since. And I really like you. Uh, I really like the calendar. I think it's a lot more intuitive than the, yep. the native calendar as well as the Google calendar. Just yeah. So and Exchange, it works with everything. It works with iCloud. It works with um, Exchange. It works with everything. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's the nice thing I have to say. The less nice thing oh, is okay. uh, with <laughs> Windows 11. Yes. Um, I really dislike how well. I really liked in Windows 10 how easy it was to change your default programs, especially like your default browser. Ah, like and browser. they have made it a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, and not criticizing you, it almost reminds me going back 20 years ago to you know Microsoft, you know, being a little sure. bit uncompetitive when it came to Netscape and so on. Sure. Just to make it a lot harder to change your default browser. And I can't think why they'd make it something that was really nice and easy in Windows 10 more difficult, but I really hope they simply just go back to um, the Windows 10 way of changing your default programs because some work very, very very nicely, very, very quick. And that's not the case with Windows 11. I I would suggest uh, providing that feedback two ways uh, because I think it would be useful doing it that way Um, because I I think there's a 
I'm not sure what team would own it. Um, so I would, I would file it through the feedback hub and let us triage that and figure out where to put that. And then I would also file it with the edge team through the edge feedback button. Yeah. And, and I know be, that would be, that would be the best thing because I've seen some blogs, et cetera. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But, it, topic, but if you, so. if you, if you, yeah. if you want to provide the feedback, it would definitely, um, you know, we would love to hear it. So okay. we'd love to hear Thank anything. You. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. It's awesome. Cool. A new book. Yay. I got to okay. save some Christmas money. You see for your new book. Okay. Uh, we'll be after Christmas, but yes, we'll see. Yep. Okay. Myrna has her hand Thank up. You. Just don't give presents until the book comes out. I know. <laughs> Nobody give presents. Right. Hold exactly. on to your presents. Right. And your past. So, so, Jeff, even though, can you hear me? I hope. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I'm good. Sorry. So, we, no, it's okay. So, even though you're not on the edge team, all right, and I could probably go to Google and drive myself crazy, but I'll find it, but since you're there. So, edge, when edge first came around, you got this stupid shopping feature. There are coupons on this page. And... I got rid of it, and I don't exactly remember how, and then updating along the way, and I'm not sure if it came with Windows 11 or maybe one of the updates with Windows 10. Now it's back again. And it also gives you these ridiculous, stupid messages about things that you're not even interested in. They just pop up. How do you get rid of this stuff? Hmm. Um, Is it an extension? Is it, I don't I, I think I think um, I, I would do uh, I would I would probably call the disability disability answer desk okay. on this one. Yeah, I could do that one um, yeah, because sure. I, um, a couple of reasons. One, they may have the answer for you right away because I don't okay. have it right here in front of me. Yeah. But more importantly, if they don't have the answer, they can escalate it to okay. a team that can get you the answer. Okay, and that's I'm honestly sure that, yeah, that's I'm sure honestly that the best. Way. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sure that other people, like I said, I pr- probably was thinking about going to Google, but since you were there, but I'm sure that everybody gets like, I don't want this. Sure. You know, hey, I want to browse. I don't need you to tell me. So, so, Myrna, this is Alan. How can yeah. we get a recording of that? There's coupons on this page, voice viewers. How do we how do we get a recording of that? I don't know, Alan. <laughs> so, so I have one. No so, clue. So, so, so I have one question for all of from every for everyone that's on the call. Um, if if uh, Larry will entertain that. Uh, if, sure. if you, if, um, for those of you that have used narrator, uh, want to, want to see if we can gather some, some in- interesting data here as part of this, if there was something that you wanted narrator to have, what would it be? To let us use a braille display that we're going to use with JAWS. Let us use it with narrator and don't screw it up when you try to use it with JAWS okay. or anything. Okay. So solving the Braille driver issue, right? Yes. Correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Anyone else got something that they uh, would want to call out? Okay. Well, That's the main what, thing. Um, That's the main thing for me too because – yeah, when, you know, when okay. one goes down, you you can't automatically go to the yeah. Braille display. You have, sure. you know, that's the pro. That's tough. Okay. And you can't test it. I mean, like, no. I would love to test it for you with, you know, with a Braille display, but I can't because it'll mess up. You know, using from from day to day, maybe using it with Jaws or or whatever, and you'd almost have to do it. Sure. I always have to get out another machine and do it. Okay. 
Anyone, anyone else that's listening that's on the call have a comment on feature? Looks like Tom has his hand up. Hey, Tom. Is there any way of getting a narrator to tell you and run through a list of commands that relate to browsing on the web? Uh, I tried. <laughs> what happened was uh, I was trying to help my wife out. Narrator F, had, narrator F1. Uh, yeah. Narrator F1. Okay. Yep, the go. reason I asked that is that uh, we were trying to, <laughs> she needed to reinstall all of her applications due to a reset made necessary from Microsoft Disability Answer Desk found there was a corruption in her windows. And so we got that put back together. But yep. then I had to go get everything, including like screen readers like JAWS. Now I was trying to use Narrator to worm around the website at Freedom Scientific to get to the downloads page. Buddy, I, it took me 45 minutes and I said, you know what? You should I'm pick up the phone and call me, Tom. You have my number. <laughs> I, I would have, but I didn't want to bother you. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that's what perfectly I did fine. Do, what I did do was I called the Disability Answer Desk. They ran the machine and went and got it. <laughs> yeah, but all the command, all, the, the the keyboard model for for narrator has has been dramatically improved uh, a few years ago, actually. So all the commands that you're probably used to in navigating the web, moving by heading, and all of those things are should be quite familiar to you. Um, yeah, and uh, the narrator user guide can be found at aka.ms/narratorguide, and. Uh, there's an appendix that lists all of the keyboard commands and there's a scan mode chapter that lists all the commands that, that work on the web and in applications as well. So, um, hey Jeff, thank you very much there. for that. Yeah, you bet. Insert F1, right? Yep. Narrator F1. I mean, a narrator F1. <laughs> Is this uh, David again with a couple of suggestions on narrator? Cause you asked. Okay, go ahead, David. Uh, one is, uh, when you hit insert F5 with JAWS, you get a list of form fields. When you hit insert F5 with narrator, you get a list of uh, regions or landmarks. And it's like, right. we get frankly, landmarks who cares about a list links. of regions or landmarks as opposed to, I think it's really important to have a list of forms fields. And as far as I can tell, there's no way to get a list of form fields in uh, okay. narrator. I think that would be good. And a second, maybe it's a bigger deal. You know, when you go into the narrator menus, as far as I know, you just go in and you just start tab, 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 tabbing sort of forever. And if that could sort of be busted up into maybe, I don't know, several different pages, uh, you know, put together in some logical fashion. Mm -hmm. If you turn on so scan. So you didn't have like all that tabbing to do. Sure. Um, if you, if you, if you uh, turn narrator on and, and uh, turn on scan mode, you can navigate by heading and they are logically grouped. Oh, that I didn't know. I'll try that out. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. a trick. I thought if it's I asked the questions, I thought if I critique critique like that, you'd tell me a better way. No, to that's do it. no, so that's I'll quite all right. It. No, these, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're not aware of it, then that's that's quite all right. Okay, yeah. I'll try that out. Thank you. Yeah, try it out. Let me know. All right, Larry. All right, Jeff. Another great hour. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thanks, everybody. Lots of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And join us in uh, about three weeks. We'll be off next week and the week after, but back again on January 3rd. And we've already got much of that month taken care of, and uh, we'll be letting you know more about that when the time gets closer. Have a wonderful holiday season. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll see you again on January 3rd on Tech Talk.